Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Monte Hill, uh-uh. the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. Yeah, you listen to the 95 7 the game, the morning rolls. Oh, good morning, Bay Area. Oh, baby. What? Like you ejected. I threw you guys for a curveball. Oh, yeah. Throw a curveball there. Oh, baby. Oh, that's baby. Tough, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Good morning, everybody. To get off the graveyard shit, what is happening? Uh, overnight dancers, YouTube, Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit. You need the smart choice for low auto low rates. And super simple online application process. It's a Tuesday morning. We're kind of decompressing from the NFC title game, but we're going diving deeper into the game. What was your turning point? What'd you like? What you didn't like? What can't the Niners do in the Super Bowl? What can they carry over into the Super Bowl? A lot, a lot of calls here. 888-957-9570. Brock Purdy's performance. Shanahan is a play caller. This defense where Baldy says the only D lineman who played worth the damn was Nick Bosa. Uh, That's a problem. Uh, uh, were you surprised by that comment? Because I was not. No, I, we watched the game. We know how bad it was. <laughs> you know how bad the defense, the front seven was against Detroit. I mean, like, my big takeaway at halftime was, and again, halftime, I didn't got to play the whole game, but I was like, all right, complete scheme change in the offseason. We need to scrap this D-line. I need a whole new personnel upgrade. They're just paying way too much money on that line to get that type of output. Yeah. No. It's, it's a very simple math equation for me. They're going to have to retool. That entire defensive line. You got to get faster. You got to get stronger. Speed is important. They just don't look quick or athletic at all. And, you know, it could be. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm looking at the Super Bowl. And we'll we'll get into it. And I'm just thinking, man. Purdy and company are just gonna have to be on point. They're gonna have to score, 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 and score some more. You can't settle for three. You can't throw interceptions. You can't turn the ball over against Mahomes. So Baltimore did. They turned the ball over against Mahomes. Three turnovers. Lamar Jackson fumble. Lamar Jackson interception in the triple coverage. Zay Flowers fumble at the goal line. Those are the differences in a big time game. Trankman always says it. When I play these games, and he said in 2021, I'll never forget it. You know, Joe, these games come down to not who's going to make a play, but who's not going to make the mistake. Defensively, we're making mistakes left and right. I don't. I'm glad you asked him who is it on. Is it on Steve Wilkes or the personnel? Well, I, it's personnel. I think if you were to like gauge the, uh, and I know Twitter isn't everything, but like fans and Twitter, like in the stands, it was Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes. People were screaming about Steve Wilkes at halftime. And then I looked on the phone and I'm on X or whatever it's called and everyone's like, Steve Wilkes! I look on Instagram, people are direct messaging me. Oh, Steve Wilkes gotta go. And I'm thinking like, I'm sitting here watching and I'm like, look, I hear you. I don't think he's the greatest DC on the planet do i think he's do i think he's belichick no 
But I also like don't think they have great personnel right now. Yeah. Their safeties are taking poor angles. They've got a third linebacker, Oren Burks, who I don't know how many teams he's playing on. Yeah. You know, like I, I just being real, their D line is getting zero push. They're winning no one on one battles outside of Bosa. So and in their cornerback situation, they have a third corner who's not very good, you know, and 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 it's tough to play DB in the NFL in general. Yeah. But like, I look at their personnel, and I'm like, I don't think they're anywhere near what they were in 2019, for example. Like yeah. this matchup that they're facing with the with the Chiefs, the defense we saw in 2019, though not as as elite maybe in terms of accolades as this defense, I think they were in better form and a better defense in 2019 than what they are currently. They're a completely better defense. The secondary is better. You had the wisdom of Richard Sherman. Emmanuel Mosley was very underrated, a very good corner. The safeties, I thought, were better. Jimmy Ward was a very good Tart, player. Yeah. Tart was good that season, even though he didn't create any turnovers. Hell, I thought last year's defense was a lot better than this year's defense, even though the sack numbers didn't show up. But I thought the secondary was a lot better. You dropped Jimmy Ward into the nickel. Very, very good. Diablo Lenore was surging. He was ascending last season. Charveris Ward, of course, had a solid season. But that 2019 defense with the NASCAR, the Gold Rush Pass Rush there with D Ford and the Tall Furs, mm-hmm. the Oregon Tall Furs with uh, Eric Armstead and DeForest Buck. That defense is so much better well, than this one. It's not even close. Now, we thought, and this is something that I figured out in September with this football team, we kind of talked about this, that this could be the year that the offense carried the defense in terms of, hey, if you give up 15 uh-huh. to 17 points a game, it's not the end of the world because we're going to blow teams out. We're going to be explosive. We're going to average 30 a game. So this offense has been been able to carry the defense. And in their last game of the season, they're going to have to probably do the same thing. Carry the defense and hope the defense can just get a couple key stops and hold Kansas City down offensively because you know they're going to try to explode and exploit some of the mismatches here. But this defense, man, I, I've, always, I've always believed it was personnel, Shasky. Guys got to make like think about Minnesota. Trevor's word before they get into half. Okay, you're st- it was a dumb blitz idea. Cover zero blitz, but you got to make idiotic. A play. But your players got to make plays at the end of the day as well. No, it, it, they go hand in hand. No, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But I, I do believe when you miss one on one tackles, like we could scream and point at the at the at the DC all we want. Sometimes you got to wrap up. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Like, and be in a position to make plays. Tig Brown, there was a play. He was two steps slow yep. on a play that he should have broken the pass up at minimum. At yep. minimum. Maybe at best he picks it off. But, like, if he just reacts a little quicker and, and drives into the ground a little quicker, bang, he breaks it up. Instead, Amaras St. Brown catches it and gets yep. a first down on a key third down. Key third down. How about the third and 12 run by. by I- the gunplay. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. I thought it was a great audible by It was Jericho. a beautiful audible. He 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 motions. He gets everybody situated. He Can realizes we get off that block, though? Yeah, he realizes that his man defense, Pene Sewell, pulled I know. to the left and just creamed Jair Brown on the edge there. And it was an easy, easy 13-yard run for Gibbs. The wide receivers, their wide receivers. We talk about our wide receivers making blocks downfield. Amarase Brown, Josh Reynolds, those jokers can block oh, in Detroit. I agree with that. You know, you bring up like last year. Just forget 2019, but just last year's defense. I understand every year you're not going to keep anyone, like every single player. Like you got to let some guys go. Like that's the that's the nature of the sport. That's the nature of business. But when you invested what you did into Armstead years ago and you paid him DN money, and now he slid back into D tackle. I've been saying for a while, like that's not great money, even though he's been a good player. 
and then you sacrificed. You had a choice. You could bring back some combination of Al Shair, Jimmy Ward, yep. Amenahieu, and th those were very important depth right. pieces. You didn't, and then you used that well. money, and you went out and got Javon Hargrave. And he has not been as good as I wanted him to be, considering the money. The first first month of the season, we're like, wow, Javon Hargrave, right? look at him. And then it's tapered off. But then we all get excited about the trade for Randy Gregory. We get excited about the trade for Chase Young. And neither has done much. Mm. Actually, yeah. I would say Gregory's been better than Chase Young. Yeah, if if that. I mean, I not mean, by but, much. And then they brought in Cleveland Farrell as well. And he and Cleveland Farrell was playing well. He was. Was, a, Pug was playing better than Gregory and Chase Young. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it, but do you I see mean, where I'm going yeah. with this? Like, and I know a minute he's out for the year. Like, you sacrifice some of the depth and you brought in a, a higher end player. Well, that higher end player has to have impact. Otherwise, you're going to feel the loss of all the depth. One guy we haven't talked about. What's that? He had three sacks in Pittsburgh. We haven't seen him since. Drake Jackson. How about Drake Jackson? This guy. This guy was a second round pick. Second round pick. pick. Second the round only, pick out of USC. The high pick, Faded, highest pick they had the year before. Five. Faded last season in the postseason, was basically inactive the last few weeks of the season, doesn't play in the playoffs. That's another guy that That's you were counting point. on, That's Drake really Jackson. Point. If Drake Jackson is performing at a high level, or if he's giving the Niners anything, maybe they don't trade for Chase Young. They don't trade for Randy Gregory, but they made that trade because Drake Jackson couldn't hold up his end of the bargain. And now these picks, like we talk about the Warriors all the time yes, with their picks. Yes, me. Wiseman not panning yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Pool's gone. Those are the depth pieces that the Warriors are lacking right now. Well, the 49ers are in the well, same boat. I underrated Charles Aminihu in terms of depth. The guy always got to the quarterback. And then I underrated Al Shair. I've noticed this year, and I just think that Oren Burks might be a better special teams player. Al Shair is a better uh, defensive, you know, base down player for this team. And, and we miss him. We miss his impact. He was very reliable. Not a perfect player, but an upgrade yep. over what they have. And then I look at the safety position. When you lose Talanoa Hufong, I don't know. Gibson doesn't look as good. Maybe he's getting a little up there in age. And I think there's a drop off between Logan Ryan and yep. and Jair Brown and Hufanga. Like that's he's a good player. No, he is. He is. That's and so this defense, man. They got to cut their lucky stars because Detroit did anything that they wanted in this football game. But Detroit's going to look at the film. Yeah. And I'm not apologizing. I'm taking a win. It's surviving events. It's not always going to be pretty. But Josh Reynolds dropping the fourth down and then dropping the third down. That hit him right in the hands. Momentum plays. You know, and then 49ers, I'll give them credit this. I'll give them credit here. What's that? They did tackle a lot better in the second half. Uh, they tackled. Uh, the tackling in the first half, Fred Warner whipped on so many tackles. Chase Young, the effort play on Jameer Gibbs, touchdown run, Tashawn Gibson. Their tackling in these playoffs have been subpar. Although in the final two quarters, it did get a little bit better there when it came to tackling on some key third downs there. But overall, the tackling in the playoffs, maybe they need to do some Oklahoma drills getting ready for the Super Bowl. I don't know. And hey, Baldy was talking about maybe getting back to fundamentals with the defensive line and learning how to shed blocks and beat double teams. Well, maybe they need to tackle a little bit. Yeah, this is a very poor shedding block team, which is like crazy. To and tackling. It's the tackling's crazy. been porous in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, my, my favorite part of the game, is when Ambry Thomas has nothing to do with why a guy drops a ball or why a ball is overthrown and is celebrating like on the group project like he's the one who did everything. Poor guy. Just, I get it. We're all fired up. Run back to the sideline right. and, and just, you know, yeah. come on, man. No doubt. Let's it go was to, driving me kind of crazy watching it back. I'm <laughs> it not going to lie to you. He no. does the, he does like, like this. Yeah, it's like, no, Josh Reynolds dropped the pass. Like, <laughs> like stop. Flat out. Jameson Williams. Basically dropped the pass in the end zone. Hit beat 
Both Jair Brown and Avery Thomas. Uh, Jameson Williams, by the way, I could see why for Lions fans he's maddening. You could see the raw speed. Oh, my gosh. And the guy just can't put it all together. Yeah, no, the talent is there. The talent is there for him. We saw it at Alabama. Uh, by the way, he was at Ohio State at first. Can you believe Ohio State had Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then they were recruiting Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, no daddies. We know that. But that is a stacked wide receiver room. Let's go to Mole in Detroit. Mole, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, Bonte Jasky. Good morning. What's up, Mole? Good morning, man. I went to the game. I flew from Detroit to Vegas, then Vegas to San Fran, to Santa Clara. That was the best game I've ever been to in my life. It's one of them games. I can't tell you the emotions. Oh, man. But listen, man, I looked at it differently. I think the difference in this game was experience versus inexperience. It showed, and finally K paid off for us. But you've seen those Lions guys at halftime, before the half, they're waving by to the crowd. you got to act like you've been there before. We acted like we've been there before, and we showed it. And that was the difference in the game to me. We wanted it more, we had the experience, and we knew how to play in their hands in the second half. And that was the difference in the game, in my opinion. Good call, Detroit. What do you? Good call, Bowler, Detroit. What do you think, Shasky? Yeah, I do believe that there was an experience level uh, to this game. Like the Niners have been in how many tight playoff games right. in the last couple of years with this core? Yeah. I, there's something to that. I think the coaching staff has learned. You know, one thing we kind of uh, never talk about is coaching staffs panic sometimes. And I think being in this many high-pressured environments, it has helped Shanahan. You can see he's a different coach now than when – 2019, for example, yep. when that, all that stuff happened yep. in no, the Super Bowl. No, you're right. You're right. He has grown there, the experience factor. I thought he was really good in the second half. And, and to Ball's point, the experience. You even look at it in the AFC Championship game with Baltimore Kansas City. Kid City looked like they've been there before, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore hadn't been there really, mm-hmm. never hosted an AFC Championship game before in that city's history. And that's so, you know, Baltimore comes out in the game, the fire, crowd is fired up at MTT Bank Stadium, and they go three and out. Meanwhile, Kid City gets the ball. They go right down the field to eat a bunch of clock. They end up with a Travis Kelsey touchdown catch. And in the second half, they didn't get tight. They said, okay, we're not moving the ball. We're not scoring, but we're going to continue to play sound defense. We'll continue to make Baltimore try to put together 12 to 15 play drive drives as opposed to 7 to 8 play drives. And Baltimore got tight. So it's a good point. Detroit, we saw in the second half, whether you agree with the fourth down decisions, they did get a bit tight. Yes, they did. They did get tight. I, I thought Dan Campbell's situational play calling from Ben Johnson and just their timeout allocation, it was just all over the map. Uh, let's go to Crazy Taco in Montana. Crazy Taco. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, Crazy Taco. Good. Hey, right on, guys. So you, you were asking for stories about what, what I did at halftime. So um, I'm at a youth football, and I'm catering that event. And all these kids, 10, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, they're all Detroit Lions fans. You know, it's, it's proximity. We're close to them here in Montana. And all of them were talking so much smack going through the first two quarters. And then at halftime, I told them a joke. And I told them, hey, what, what do the Detroit Lions and Chick-fil-A have in common? And no one could answer. And I told them, no one shows up on Sundays. Oh, <laughs> well, it's not and bad. It's not bad. Every, everything turned at that point, And I dunked tacos and tamales all over those kids at the end of the night. It was great. There it is. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we got some sound here from Alex Smith that we're going to flip in just a second. He believes the Niners defense is in trouble in the Super Bowl. Alex Smith, of course, played with the Chiefs and the well, 49ers. He had his best years at Kansas City. It, this defense just doesn't feel anywhere near as good as what it was at least what I thought it was in the middle of the season. I feel like there are a lot of cracks, and maybe that's just because you get exposed by better teams in the playoffs. But B, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling really good about them right now. Like, what do they do really well? What does this defense do really well? Nothing. Nah, you, you don't. Nothing. Think, you but, don't I think mean, they look. They, good they, linebacker play. Good, the linebacker play was spotty. That wasn't Fred Warner's best game. No, I You're agree. Baldy, and I agree with Baldy. I saw Warner miss a lot of plays. A lot of. Uh, Look, when I watched that game back in that end of the... We were hanging out for dear life at the end of the first half, right? And Jameer Gibbs runs that route. And I know Fred Warner was in zone. But Gibbs was behind him in his zone. And there was nobody there in the deep middle. Goff dismissed him. Goff missed him. Go back and watch that play, Shasky. He, I mean, he was wide. And you hear Kevin Burkhardt, oh, he missed him. Just put a little too much on it. And even on the play to LaPorta, he beats Joey Greenlaw at the line of scrimmage. Oh, Goff just missed it. They were that, like, this defense right now is not playing well. They're not playing in situations here and there. They're making some plays against the run. But overall, I, I'm i scratching my head thinking, boy, how did they win that game? How, like, this defense, it, it's a miracle they shut out the Lions for most of the second half. I, I hear you. I just think LaPorta is so damn good, and their wide receivers are so damn good, and the linebackers. They put an unbelievable amount of stress on any defense. And I, I don't know, I, I would still say well, that their linebackers are good, even if they didn't no, have great No, games. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm not saying that Warner Because that's the Greenlaw's, strength of their no, team. No, I'm not saying defense. that Warner's not good or Greenlaw's not good. But they're not, not playing well. But they didn't play at a high level uh, Sunday against Detroit. What about that? That is a bar game. So, what about Bosa overall? Bosa stepped up. <clears throat> Pardon me. Bosa stepped up. But he's the only one who stepped up. I mean, he's the only one who stepped up. This defense collectively... Had a subpar game against the Detroit Lions. Like when I think about years past, 2021, suffocating defensive line, right? They were. They were a suffocating defensive line. 2022, suffocating defensive line with a defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. I, I just I don't see that same level of of impact from the D line. I just don't see it. Um, let's go to I mean, Ibukam was better than Chase Young. Yeah, but Seb said Ibukam. Ibukam. Uh, here, here's Baldy on the Put that down team. for next year. He plays too high. He likes to see everything that's going on. And, you know, guys are hitting him in the chest. They're getting underneath him. Tight ends are blocking him. But I didn't think, outside of Bosa, I didn't think any of the defense linemen played well. I didn't think Armstead did. I didn't think Hargrave did. Mm. Definitely not Kinlaw or Gibbons. I didn't think they got good performances from that front. They got blocked up. I didn't think the run fits with the linebackers was good. I thought Fred was off. I thought Burks was off. I mean, I didn't think the run fits looked like a championship-level defense. Like, honestly, I mean, if Fred Warner was on the show right now, I'd go, Fred, on that, you know, Montgomery run 15 yards right in, up the middle, I mean, it's a basic inside zone. Everybody runs that play. The 49ers run as well as anybody. They're double-teaming the tackles. The linebackers got to go. They got to go fit that. Burks went one way. Warner went the other way. Like, I don't know what they're, like, whether it was a tight end in motion that threw them off or whatever, but they just opened up the middle right to, you know, TIG to right. make the tackle. Like, I didn't think they, I didn't think they, like, I would get back to the basics of taking on double teams, getting off blocks, like walking through your run fits. You should get these run fits down where literally you put a blindfold on and you know exactly where you're going. So again, and it, that was that was out of sorts and it didn't look right. All right, there's Baldy there. Sorry to cut cut that off on Baldy. Um, 
But he's right. And that's why, you know, I'm not saying that Warner and Creel are not great linebackers. They're all-time linebackers. They're all-time linebackers. And I don't know if it has to do with the defensive line not getting off their blocks, not filling in the gaps, the A gap, B gap, whatever it is. But that front seven got destroyed by Detroit. It, it, they it, really did. What they put on film. Yeah, no doubt. And Andy Reid's got two weeks to digest that. Patrick Mahomes has two weeks to digest that. This defense has got to step up. And, you know, and the talk- strength of Kansas City all, for the whole year has been Pacheco. He's been like their most reliable entity. Wouldn't you agree? In terms of like their impact? Yep, no doubt. Pacheco runs. Somebody said he... He runs like somebody stole something from him, or like he runs like he hates the grass or something like that. He's the just way physical. He I I worry about him, and part of why they lost that game against Kansas City five years ago so, was the run game killed them at the end. So everybody's pointing the finger at Wilkes, and it's you know, not say, on, on just Wilkes. Guys are getting premium money across the board. Is it on Wilkes or the personnel? Here's Baldy. I think it's more personnel than Steve. Gotcha. I mean, honestly, I mean, everybody runs toss crack. Everybody right. runs outside zone. It's been a weakness of the 49ers all year. Like, I was talking to Rod Woodson. I was in Baltimore on Sunday. I was talking to Rod Woodson about, you know, communication. Because if, if my defensive end is getting cracked back by a, a tight end or wide receiver, first of all, I can't get blocked by the, either one of those guys. Right. If I'm Chase, Nick, if I'm Gregory, whoever it is. Like, I can't get blocked by any of those guys. But it also helps if somebody's t- telling you there's a crack, crack, crack coming. Like, somebody's got to be yelling that out. Like it, you or you, you at least have to look at the splits of these guys and go. It's a possibility. Like they could be coming down on me. It's first and ten. This is a, a an indicator that in this form from this formation, like they could run this play. I mean, it's got to be high alert here. And it didn't look like that, especially no. in that first half. So the scheme may not be working, but I want to. I don't want to confuse people with the facts. This is Kyle Shanahan's scheme. We could go back and find an Eric Crocker cut where Crocker says, I believe Shanahan is the defense coordinator of this team. He's always in the defensive meetings. He said that, hey, he wants the wide eye, which is why Chris Kosarek, the defensive line coach, is here in San Francisco. Shanahan wants this scheme. Steve Wilkes told us midway through the year, hey, I'm still trying to learn the scheme, <laughs> which is laughable now. Crazy. Right? It's like it's crazy for a defense coordinator saying that because everybody was coming down on him saying that, hey, it's all Steve Wilkes. He needs to come down from the boot to the sideline. And Wilkes said, that's all fine and dandy, but I'm still learning the scheme. The scheme. So this is Shanahan's scheme, but the players still got to make plays. And they were getting plus off the line of scrimmage. They were getting bullied here. So I don't know how much scheme has to do with not tackling. Is scheme, does scheme have to does scheme impact your effort? That Chase Young game well, on Sunday? No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Zero. So this Zero is not his it. scheme. This is not scheme. I, Steve, Steve Wilkes likes to blitz. He I, likes to blitz. I just feel like he's been an easy fall guy. And I, right. I think that that takes all the pressure off the guys who are getting highly paid. Like, Armstead's a right. highly paid player. And he might be hurt right now. And that that just might, might be what it is, right? And Hargrave is a highly paid player. He needs yep. to play better. You know, all these other guys on the DNs, uh, Chase... Um, what's his face? Randy Gregory. They want to get another contract next year. Well, they need to make plays. Oren Burks, you want to stay in the NFL? You got to make plays. Safeties. Gibson, you want to keep playing in the NFL? You got to make plays. Tig Brown, you were a third-round draft pick. Right. We, we value you highly. We took right. You were our first draft pick this year. Right. Like, you got to make plays. Also, also, you know, it's kind of like the Warriors where we always talk about Kaminga and all these guys trying to fit in the read and react system. Well, maybe you need to adjust your personnel to your players. You see, that maybe could Chase be Young yeah. is not a wide-eye guy. Maybe he's not a 4-3 guy. Maybe he's not. I don't know. What Maybe is Randy Gregor. I don't know what Chase Young is. Chase Young needs to figure out who he is. And he needs to figure out the heartbeat here. 
got the Super Bowl on deck with Patrick Mahomes. So we'll continue to roll on this. We'll replay Baldy at 920. We'll get to your phone calls, 888-957-9570. That's all coming up. Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.